Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast today. I am with Mark. How's it going, Mark? It's going good, thanks. That's like the same thing you say every podcast, guys. <laughs> Shall I come up with something unique each just, time? Just pin it up a bit, you know? <laughs> Thesaurus.com forward slash good. All right. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about scarcity and the ethics and the credibility problems that can come with using scarcity. And if you want to find all the notes and all the tools we talk about and so on, in this episode, you can go on authorityhacker.com slash 1818 and you'll be able to find all the show notes and the links and just a summary of the episode. But let's just start with what scarcity is in case people don't know it. Do you want me to do it or should I do it? Or should you do it? I mean, you can feel free to mention your own idea. But I mean, just generally, I mean, scarcity is like some kind of restriction on availability of something. So the way I think of it is like as a kid, whenever your mom told you, you can't do that or you can't have that, like, like what's the first thing that comes to your head? Like, I want that or I want to do that, yeah, you know? Yeah. So there's a kind of like mental, I don't know if it's like a biological thing or something, but there's a definite kind of mental reaction to being told you can't have something or you can only have something for a certain amount of time. Or in the case of like what we're we're talking about with internet marketing is prices are going to increase soon or these extra bonuses or you're going to be able to get are only going to be available for a certain amount of time. Any kind of like re- restriction like that would be would come under the the scarcity banner, I guess. Yeah, it's actually a weapon of influence. Like the book, like Influence by Cialdini, where he just lists all the factor, all the weapons of influence. I can't remember them all, so don't ask me to to say them. But scarcity is a really powerful one, and he did a lot of studies and so on, and found that it could like triple sales. In many cases, when you just told people that they can't have it for after some time or something. And that's something that we found on our sites and in our businesses. We're not, we haven't used scarcity a lot, a lot in the sales we've done, but in the initial version of the juicing factor, we've used that for our juicing ebook. And we've used that to sell the Authority Hacker Pro membership when we launched it as well. And the last 48 hours were like 70% of the sales. It was crazy. Every five minutes would make a sale because the price was going to increase. So let's actually talk about different modalities of scarcity and how, how you can use it in different ways. And I think the first one is the one that's most obvious and the one we talked about. It's just like, hey, this is product, whatever you're selling, whether it's an ebook or is an actual physical product, is only going to be available either for a certain amount of time or in a certain quantity. Like I know that... H&M actually does that with small quantities of designer-designed affordable pieces of clothing, and it brings so many people to their shop. So that is the first version where where you just set a deadline. And in terms of online marketing, it's going to be very simple. It's just going to be like, hey, on this date, this offer is not going to be available, or after I sell 100 of these, this offer is not going to be available anymore. And you purely and simply take it away from selling. And that is the model that Jeff Walker from Lounge uses, right? I mean, you've read the book, actually. I haven't, Mark. 
Have I? <laughs> yeah, you've Which one is this? Lounge, Jeff Walker. Oh, Launch. Launch, sorry. Yeah. Okay. French accent. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying lunch there for a sec. Okay, <laughs> like, my what? bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way he uses it, right? I actually can't remember, to be honest. Okay, well, from my memory of reading the notes, that's how actually he uses that. And it's it's the simplest way to deploy scarcity in your business because you just take the page away after you're done and, or you just close the checkout. So it's a pretty easy way to do that. The other way to deploy scarcity is to make a price increase. And that is especially useful when you're releasing something that is going to become an evergreen offer. So we actually used that when we released Authority Hacker Pro. What we did is, I mean, now if you go on the page, the price is $47 a month. But when we launched it for, the truth is, it was actually up for a month, the beta pricing, which was $38.80. And then we told after a month, we told people after a month that the price is going to increase. We actually didn't say by how much, we just said the price is going to go up. And, you know, people bought like crazy. So it's a pretty easy way to, you know, kickstart an offer, especially if it's a recurring building. It's a good way to, you know, get the critical mass through the door when you open your service. And actually, I think it's something we should have used when we did CopyCog, when we launched that. I think we would have gotten a lot more people take action, maybe. It's also good, you know, not just because it's good, but if you're using, uh, like, as we did, like affiliates to drive mm. some sales, affiliates know that it's good and they're much more likely to promote you if, you know, there's a, a pending price increase or they can like present some kind of legitimate scarcity to their list as well. Yeah, I mean, when we actually had that offer running, the conversion for the exact same sales page. The sales page didn't change. The only thing that changed is I removed the timer now and the price increased a little bit, but not a lot. And the conversion rate was like four or five times higher than the sales page is right now. So I give you a good idea of like how much this kind of even just price increase can do for your sales initially. Now, another one that I really like, and it's something I really want to deploy more with Authority Hacker this year, because we do a lot of affiliate marketing. And if you follow the blog, you probably know that we recommend tools mostly that we use. And uh, a lot of these tools you can just buy whenever. If you want to buy Ahrefs, for example, you can just go and get Ahrefs. And so for us to promote it, it, it makes it difficult because people just get lazy or wait, etc. But what we can do is we can actually offer bonuses. So I could say, I could create like a really nice course and I'm actually going to create a course with Thrive Teams. A lot of people have asked for like a branding course with Thrive. So I'm actually going to create that. And what I'm going to be able to do is I'm going to be able to put a timer on that and I'll be like, hey, if you purchase Thrive Teams before this date and put a hard date on this, you will get my course for free. And that is... A great way to use scarcity to do affiliate marketing. And all you have to do is create some kind of complementary product that makes the thing that people are going to buy better. And usually all it needs to be is like video tutorials or, you know, templates, that kind of stuff. And then you can offer that with a timestamp on it, even when the offer is evergreen. So it's a really cool way to be an affiliate marketer and kind of make your list take action rather than just showing them the evergreen offer and they're like, oh, okay, good to know. And that's it. Uh, I particularly like it. So, Mark, you just want to explain why scarcity is so powerful? From like a psychological point of view? Yeah, or? pretty much. 
Well, as I said before, like I think it goes back to this like in, inherent child thing that we have, where you want what you can't have. Like people always desire things. Like no one, no one wants stuff that they already have. Like even when you, I assume because this hasn't happened to me, but you become super rich and you have all these sports cars that you you can buy. A new one comes buy out. Sports cars when you get rich? No, no way in hell. But <laughs> okay. like I'm just just illustrating the point okay. here is that like. A new one comes out, and it's like you want that one, but like you ha- already have twenty. But like, what's that going to do that the other doesn't? Nothing. But it's just like a, there's this inherent human desire to have stuff that you you don't have. I think it's like an evolutionary trait or something like yeah. that. So the same is absolutely true when you're presented with an offer. In any of those cases, like those beta pricing, say, and then from Friday, you're not going to be able to. The price is going to go up. So. That's a that's creating like a strong emotion, and you know then, assuming that this that it's true, you know that you're never ever ever going to be able to have this again, and then that like sets off all these these emotions. Like you want what you you can't have. So. I think there's also this feeling of like getting a good deal or a better deal, especially for the price increase, or just for I mean for a limited time, not really, but for price increase, it's just like I like the idea of telling myself that I paid less than most people will pay. And I don't think about my money. I think about the value I get compared to everyone else, given the money I spent. So, like the value per dollar spent. Yeah, which logically is the wrong way to. I know. (laughs) But like, as uh, and I think that kind of hits the nail on the head that this is not a logical statement or this is not a logical issue we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a very emotional something that really like you know gets to you and makes you to take action and this is absolutely something which you need to which you should take advantage of in the sales process you want to get people to make these emotional decisions rather than logical decisions sure you know you might might have the best product in the world at the really good price and and all that and there there may be as there are in many of our products you know good logical reasons to to buy them but you have that different people behave in different ways and different people respond to different kinds of incentives, be that logical incentives or emotional incentives. So you need to kind of address all of them. Yeah, I think just that timer, that giant timer, and you, you see the time counting down and stuff, it really switches you to like a more emotional state as well. It's just like, I would be a rational buyer usually, and then there's a timer, and I'm like, oh my God, like we need to decide now, it's going to be going, going away, I have no idea if it's going to be here again, etc. Even though I know all this stuff, it's still, like I still feel it. When I buy a random product for lunch, and most of the time I actually don't enjoy it, but but yeah, it, it definitely works. But the truth is, some marketers do abuse scarcity, and I just want to talk a little bit about that and about what this does to credibility. And so, I think the most common way, and I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are on online marketing lists, make money online lists. And people use that extensively in this market. And it's it's pissing me off a little bit, to be honest. The first one is the fake close, where people give you a day, they say, Friday by midnight, I'm closing it. And then on Saturday, they send you an email, they're like, oh my God, there were so many people asking for it, that missed the deadline. I'm keeping it open till Monday. But this time, for real, I'm closing it on Monday. And on Monday, they close it for two hours and they're like, oh, some more people actually missed it out. So I'm, I'm closing it 
Wednesday, promise, promise, I'm going to do that on Wednesday. And basically keep pushing that. And the truth is, because they don't have one deadline, but have, they have like four or five or whatever. And there's always a reason for that. Obviously, mine were not very good, but a lot of people find slightly better reasons for doing that. They have more deadlines than they can use, squeeze more out of their email list. But actually, when we closed Authority Hacker Pro, we actually closed it. It's like we said, it closes on this date, boom, closed. And actually, I saw all the failed transactions after. And we literally had people email us telling us that, thanking us for actually closing it on the date. And they knew that they could trust us. And I think that if you pull that off you know, a few times, you can definitely make more money. But you're going to burn a lot of people on your email list as well. And you're going to be that scammy online marketing guy, which I personally would hate being. I'd rather just like do another launch later or make a special offer later or something. Like yeah. That. Plus there's only so many times you can get away with doing that. And I mean, eventually, you know, the people on your list are going to be like, okay, this is just complete bullshit. Yeah. They don't respect your deadline. Stop, anymore. stop working completely. Yeah. Another one that, and this one is, a, is going to be a little bit controversial and I feel bad talking about this one because actually it's something that Neil Patel uses on neilpatel.com. And the reason I feel bad talking about this is because, well, actually he links a lot to us, but I'm still going to talk a little bit about it. So if you go on neilpatel.com, for example, he has you opt in for his list or for his evergreen webinar, which is a video. And there's basically a timer on top that says like two days, three hours, something like that. And this counter is actually an evergreen timer. So if you come back in three days, it will just reset and he will keep using that. And I don't know how much it works for him, but I know as an online marketer, I see that. And, and, and because the way evergreen timers work for now, and let me talk about the tech a little bit after, is that they actually show the normal timer and they kind of like refresh a second after you loaded the page with the timer you run based on the cookie you have on your machine, right? So it's actually very, very easy to spot this kind of timer. And for me, this destroyed any credibility for the offer when I saw that. So uh, in general, evergreen timers i.e. and when I say an evergreen timer, it's a timer that is specific to you. So when you actually land on the page, you will start on the timer that the timer default time, which is like two or three days in that case. And then it's going to drop a cookie on your computer. And when you come back to that page, the time between the time of the timer when you landed the first time and the, the time that passed will actually have elapsed. But when it reaches zero, really nothing happens. Usually the timer just resets. And I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, but for me, when I actually got through the offer, it felt like kind of shitty actually. How do you feel about evergreen timers when you actually get on one? I don't know how I subconsciously feel about them, but I consciously basically ignore them. I assume that they're all fake. Like I, You ignore all timers? Yeah. So I don't think I have ever seen one which has been like, yes, okay, it's legitimately going away. That being said, let's think about things. I mean, you're buying much more of the actual yeah. IM products than I am. But in general... I, I never never take note of them. One thing I will say that like really I remember specifically taking action on is I was buying this DJ training like video course and I was presented with like an upsell offer, which was like a VIP Facebook group and a bunch of webinars and it didn't really it seemed all right. The Facebook group was kind of appealing. 
But rather than having a timer, the guy actually said, like, and I was watching him say it in the video, he's like, look, this isn't, you know, one of those things. It's like, it's legitimately, this is going away. This is the only time you'll ever be offered this. So if you want it, you have to click it now. You can't get back to this page ever again. And I was watching him say that on the screen. And that for me did it. You know, I, I bought that, but that was like kind of what it felt much more like it was actually going to happen rather than these timers. I just, because there's not that, there is a few technology options out there, but like very few people use them. Which, uh, yeah. which have you know legitimate scarcity timers. They're they're always these ones which are set to a specific time when you load the page. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just want to talk about the technology of evergreen timers in general. There are a few options out there, and we tried a few. And to be honest, they're all terrible. And the technology just isn't out there for quality evergreen timers. So I really would love to use evergreen timers. If I knew that it would actually properly close the offer for people when the timer runs out, it's like they can't go back to it. They get a cookie and then that's it. Then they just can't go back to this page. They can't buy it. It says the offer is closed. When the technology gets to that point, and I know for a fact that the guys at Thrive Teams actually are working on that because I've been begging them to. <laughs> if that works properly, then I'm going to be a big user of them. Right now, Every single implementation I've seen of them has been terrible and killing the trust I have in the marketer in general. So I would actually just recommend to use date-based timers for now. The thing is, though, I mean, we're saying that from our own perspective, and that is people who really know how the internet works. I mean, you have to remember that the average user doesn't even know what an affiliate link is. So unless you're in the internet marketing niche, then this is different. But if you're in the health niche, then you can absolutely use this. Like, okay, it's an ethical thing to consider, but you can absolutely do this and get away with it and make much more money. So I think that's why we still see it used so often. Yeah, I mean, in the health niche days, I feel offers that we push that actually use that. You know, people scroll down the page and it says, "Oh, you're eligible for a discount," and then it transforms a fifty dollar price tag to a ten dollar price tag, and it just upsells the difference after. And the conversion rate is very good, to be honest. Yep, I think I think you're right in in what I said. It was very online marketing oriented, and if I was to sell to the authority hacker crowd, no way I would I would do that because. That would be super obvious for a lot of people and we'd lose a lot of trust. In the B2C niche, yeah, you can get away with a lot more. Then it's it's all about are you willing to deal with this 1% that's just going to catch you and just not being happy? The truth is you will make way more money. But the way it's done right now is just it's just terrible technically, but it does work. You could literally just send an email as an autoresponder saying this is closing tonight and put an, just like make a different landing page with a different evergreen timer. And people could always go back to the emails and click on the links and buy, right? But 99.9% of people will not see the difference. So it's true. It's true. You can actually do that. But let's go back to the way actually people abuse it. Another thing that people abuse it, which is a lot less technical, is just they, they actually just take all those behind the doors after... The deadline, right? So people just email them and they just, hey, here's a link, go and buy it. And they just make a lot of sales following that. Why should one do that and why should one not do that? 
again, you can get away with doing that uh, to some extent. And you, it's interesting to think that if you have 10 people emailing you a day after it, you, it's quite easy to just send them a secret buy link. No one will find out. But you do that enough times, people eventually find out. And if you're doing this like with a, an authority site and you want to sort of foster a community and grow like a, an, an audience, you're going to have the same people or a lot of the same people in that audience for a long time. And it only takes a few people to kind of hear about it. And then, you know, someone posts it in a Skype group. And then before you know, there's like dozens of people know about it. And then someone posts it on the forums. And then it just, it spirals out of control quite quickly. So like, I remember when we uh, we had the authority hacker one, Yeah, there was a guy who emailed and he, I think it was this one, was it? He emailed, yeah. he was like, um, I was flying across the Atlantic. For my honeymoon. No, he, oh no, there yeah. was two guys. There was, there was one guy that just was like, oh, I'm on a flight, etc. I'll let you tell the story, actually. I'm sorry. So I, I can't remember the specifics, so correct me if I'm wrong, but the guy was like on his honeymoon or something, so he couldn't buy it. And then, but I thought that he was just making that up. So I was like, just reply, ask him to send you a photo from his honeymoon. So he did. Yeah, um, yeah, we got a picture then, in the sand with the, with the honeymoon thing, et cetera. So yeah. that, that guy got it. <laughs> but, you know, he was the only one. Yeah, yeah. There, there was, there actually are people that literally insulted me for not letting them in at the better price. And, and the price only went up like 10 bucks, right? It's not exactly like, it wasn't yeah. available or anything. It's like, I was like, I don't want you in, no matter if you buy or not. They didn't buy. But yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, really, if people have like, we basically kind of like want it to be like when you give an excuse for being late at school, you know, you need to have a good reason and you need to have your BS meter up. And if people have a really good excuse or something, obviously, if they went to a funeral, don't ask for a picture. But if people have a good excuse, then let them in. And then tell him it's the last time. Otherwise, don't do that, basically. Just as a, I think that's basically the ways that people can abuse this scarcity stuff. Now, just a little parenthesis as a technical way of implementing a countdown, just a countdown. It's pretty easy. You can use Thrive Content Builder. You can use ClickFunnels if you use ClickFunnels. It's a pretty good tool for landing pages and funnels if you don't have Thrive. And Optimize Press actually does that as well. So any kind of like builder, pretty much has these countdowns now. Just put the date and email your list uh, with the count- the page with the counter. That's basically it. And I think we're just going to close this podcast with some tips to use scarcity to make sales because scarcity is really amazing. Actually, I, I tend to tell people that I-, I I'm terrible at writing sales pages. I am horrible at it. That's the one thing that I definitely need to work on. But... When you put a countdown on a page, you literally triple your conversion rate. So that is a tool I, I, I like to use a lot because it kind of saves my bad copywriting skills. But you need to do it properly. So the three things I would say is first, don't use it on every single promo. People are going to get tired of it. You know, if I email you guys every week or every two weeks with a timer-based offer, at the end, people just wouldn't care anymore. They would just know that anyway, the next one is coming in two weeks and or in one week and it's not going to change much. So use it once every couple promos, not every promo. When you have a deadline, stick to it. Even if you're going to lose a little bit of money at the end, and you will, you will see that people are actually trying to check out and and cannot. Uh, just stick to it, especially if you're building that long-term relationship. And for now, I would actually don't recommend to use any evergreen solution. I hope Thrive comes up with 
a solution, but uh, to be honest, it's a very challenging technical challenge. So I'm not sure they'll get it right on the first try. But if they do, I mean, I'll test it and I'll tell you guys, for now, stick to date-based scarcity and offers. All right, cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you actually want to get all the show notes, the tools we talked about, and maybe the books and so on, go on authorityhacker.com slash 18, and you'll be able to find everything that you need. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.